<laughs> oh, so you know how sometimes I do fun, uh, different outros with music? Yeah. I've already the, thought of, yeah. like, six for this one. You're gonna do all my six of them? My favorite yeah. of all time was the James Bond episode for, uh, Live and Let Die, where... Mm-hmm. Uh, I was faked out with the original version, and then, and then it I just cut to live and let die, and I <laughs> yeah. was like, "Oh fuck, what?" <laughs> yeah, well, that was I, a perfect one. I have a couple ideas for this one, but the first one I thought of is I should just end the uh, end the episode with the audio of Mel Gibson's voicemail to his. Oh. oh no, Andy! No, Andy! No, we can't put that out we there. We can't. Th- we can't put that uncensored in its entirety out there. That's Watch true. Me. Oh, it Andy! Cut no. it right before he says. I mean, I guess you'd only get what two seconds in to do it before you had to oh, cut yeah. it. Oh yeah, he starts he dropping in bombs pretty, yeah, yeah. pretty willy nilly in there, pretty quick. He doesn't give. Uh, oh boy. Uh, so, uh, it, was there audio of him calling a cop sugar tits? Because yeah, that'd be uh, fun. <laughs> I think there is, because that accompanied okay. his mugshot. His beautiful, beautiful mugshot. It yeah, should okay. just be... If, if you can find that, then that'd be fine. It should just be the audio from the movie, where the guy's like, oh, he's about to... He's gonna say his word, and then go into the voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> that should be... <laughs> oh, oh boy. It should it should just be a clip of like all the the like the Scottish lay people like like talking about like how cool William Wallace is supposed to be and then that that'd be yeah. fun <laughs> or you know like the the like the the marriage in the Glen where it's just like do you take this woman to be your wife and it's just like sure sugar tits and it's like all right yeah that'd be fun. I don't. I can't. I don't know the nature of the actual audio. You, that's going to be your digging. I did research yeah. on actual history. Actual. Okay. History. Oh, because that's is none of the, this movie. <laughs> oh, you saying the Mel Gibson thing isn't real? TJ. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Start off with a hot take. <laughs> none of that happened. Why? Mel's innocent. <laughs> I bet there's a lot of oh, people. Oh there's probably a couple people out there that are wondering why we are uh, ref- talking about being Mel Gibson apologists. <laughs> and uh, that's because we're here with another episode of Never Seen Any of This. My name is Andy. I'm Sammy. I'm TJ. And I'm Raymond. And we watched Braveheart, bitches. <laughs> I mean, they'll know from the title of the podcast. You know how podcasts well... work, right, Andy? <laughs> yes, and I know that eventually you need to introduce them. So I <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, yeah. You're always on top of that. <laughs> what if somebody is just, like, you know, toiling away in you know like some like nike factory or something and they're just like blindly listening to our podcast that's true they're like just listening to the whole catalog and they don't know what they don't have time they don't have time to be looking at their phone otherwise the the heart monitor on their wrist will ding and they'll get 10 demerits and they'll lose their lunch break but they want to listen to us but they can't take that risk who is that listener that we have (laughs) are they okay anybody anybody who works for amazon (laughs) yeah yeah We can't talk about that. My uncle works for Amazon, and they know too much. They'll come after oh, me. No. Oh no! <laughs> but uh, they would—they would have come after us for my spy. Oh, that's true. Oh yeah, that's right. I, we would have been assassinated by now. <laughs> but we watched Braveheart, and because it was TJ's pick, because mm-hmm. yeah. you've been uh, talking—you've been talking a lot of uh, that sort of stuff lately. Robert the Bruce. I have. Robert the Bruce. I like that uh, there's a, a an affinity in Scottish culture for calling people the blank, like yeah. the Wallace, the Bruce, the Douglas. Like that's that's just kind of like a cool like 
you know, like fast times at Ridgemont High, by, but like in the 1300s, like that's the Stinkles. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my name would be uh, Andrew the Stinky. <laughs> Wait, but isn't it just their last name, or is it they get just to pick a second name? Well, I mean, if you're known for something like so, uh, he's known so for Wallace. <laughs> well, no, like the Wall, like if, if you're like the Sammy, like oh, okay, the Sammy. Like, but, shit. but but his, like, his, yeah. I, I, his name's William. <laughs> William Wallace. Right, so he's William the Wallace. So I would be the Roderick, because right. I'm the one well, Roderick so, that like, everyone like knows. Rob, it'd be like Robert the Bruce, because like it, everybody would refer to him as the Bruce. Okay, so his last name was then Bruce. it checks out for thing. Andy to be the yeah. stinky, because he is the stinkiest person that I've ever known. That is the most <laughs> defining element of, <laughs> yeah. of his person. Checks yeah. out. It fits. And, Andrew the Flatulent. Raymond just, the Caboose. We've already got oh, that shit. one established. <laughs> just one more quick joke in there. Well, that'd be. I like more of like the like the the Scandinavian take of like thickasun with like <laughs> with like a bunch of s's in there yeah, and yeah. like o's with lines through them. You know. Yeah. Um, but I just yeah, want to no, get one I, more quick joke in there. Yeah. Wallace, oh please. Wallace the Gromit. Thank you. Okay. Okay. That's and good. Andy's going to log out now by Andy. <laughs> Thanks that's for being it. here. <laughs> I turn the podcast over to you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I just couldn't believe because, I mean, the, the name of this podcast has never seen any of this, which some people might be like, how have you not seen Braveheart? Andy and I both have not seen Braveheart. Yeah. That's so funny to me. <laughs> I was a little alarmed. Yeah. yeah I, my dad I loves have... this movie because uh, it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. manly man. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> yes, for a lot of reasons. Yeah, like I, I indulged in this movie like so, so like picture perfectly. Like I knocked back like a hundred milligram THC drink, <laughs> and then just like settled in with like a big old plate of wings, and just like and just just ate ate smoked meats and and watched this bunch of Scottish dudes like cartoonishly smashing the faces of a bunch of English guys. Perfect for like three hours. Hi, eat meat, watching dudes beat each other. <laughs> the life. The, 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 the meat, crystals beat were the meat, a charging, sir. Yeah, they were. I was good. Yeah. Alarming one because for the most part it was pretty like, you know, we've seen Game of Thrones, so like sure. this sort of violence is not like the first thing I thought was like this, this is a yeah. very soft R. I was like this, this isn't um, much of an yeah. R. This engendered part of like what I love so much about the big fight yeah. scenes in Game of Thrones is like being a wee lad and watching Braveheart and going like this is fucking sick. Yeah, it, and it, so it like you watch Battle of the Bastards, Battle of the Bastards, and you compare that to how they that. De- 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 depict the Battle of Sterling or Falkirk or whatever, and you're like, fuck! Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. that's crazy. The that's scene, why I love it. The scene when he rides into the dude's bedchamber and just hits him with a fucking mace <laughs> yeah. was so brutal. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Oh and my fucking god. I did read that um, this movie got an NC-17, and he had to re-edit it because it was too violent. Holy he had to, like, shit. He had to take out, like, almost ten minutes of violence from the Well, it was, the, like, uh, also three hours scene. and twenty minutes or something like that. So, yeah, they cut down, like, fifteen minutes to. worth of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> well, and... I almost, like, nowadays, I feel like, like they could have kept it all in no, it. still would have been No, hard. totally. Yeah. Well, and you yeah. even compare that to, like, Passion of the Christ that came around, like, ten years, ten later, years later or whatever. Yeah. And that that is, like, three times as violent. Right, yeah. Yes. So just Not the on the same. The times. It's because it's, like, one person that it's doled out to. 
if that's the main difference, obviously, is mainly uh-huh. scale. Mm. But, like, yeah, you look at other Gibson stuff down the road, like Apocalypto is fucking brutal. And and, and that, you know, Axel I would say... Yeah, if you tr- if you tried to pitch apocalypto level violence in Braveheart stuff, then they would have been like, I don't know if we can show this to people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, at least for for like a tentpole type, you know, uh-huh. like big studio movie or whatever. Sure. Like mm-hmm. your 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 cannibal holocausts and things are not are are a non-player in these things. So um, I've made the mistake, yeah. and I don't know why I was like, well, this was like a big movie like there's no way i knew it was like oscar winning and stuff but i was like it's like yes. two hours so because i knew we wanted to record around four so i was like i'll start at like two and raymond like it was like have you guys started yet and i was like uh i haven't i was like how long is it it's three hours and i was like oh three. Oh fuck yeah. oh i gotta start it now or i'm not even i'm already too late because <laughs> it was like 1 30 <laughs> at that point and i was like oh no oh, can i watch is there a feature to put it at 1.5 speed Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I did, but I was like, "Oh, I did not realize this. Was, it's literally three hours long. It is." I didn't. I didn't realize that either. Because it's so funny. Because I've never watched it on home video. I watched it oh, probably two or three times when I was a, a middle schooler, early teenage years, and it was always on TV. So it was always like uh, five yeah. hours long. Oh yeah, with commercials. So I never realized totally. the actual runtime. Yeah, it's film. always longer with commercials, anyway. <laughs> it's so just, just a day long event. Yeah, right. You're popping in and out. You're you're looking up from your Game Boy. Yeah, uh-huh. so, I get it. Yeah, oh, uh-huh. it, it was. And and well, then the, and it, the, it's it's funny how it ahead. doesn't feel like a three hour movie because mm-hmm. of like you get into the paradox of like Mel Gibson movies because <laughs> like it ends up being like a very well crafted narrative no matter like what what like chest thumpy garbage is is in play here you know like the patriot or whatever like you know the south park joke of like he's a crazy son of a bitch but goddamn it he knows story structure is is 110% true <laughs> i sure i agree with that i do when i was done i went yeah, that felt like a three-hour movie. But while mm. I was watching it, it didn't feel like I was kind of, like, slogging. It, it, it didn't feel like I was checking the runtime to be like, there's two hours left? I did that yes, at yeah, one point. Unfortunately, that was me. Yeah, I, 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 had did the same, I did the, the same time Sammy did. Yeah, the, the famous scene where he does his speech, and they have that big fight, and I was like, all right, this is the thing that everyone talks about. And I was halfway through the movie. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. That's I what like, I did, halfway? too. That scene ended... It's like the the whole that battle ended, and I was like, "Oh shit, this just breezed by." And I looked up on the this the track list of how long the movie was. And I was like, "Oh, I'm an hour and oh. thirty nine in." <sighs> yeah. Okay, buckle up, bitch. <laughs> yeah, <you're... laughs> and I guess it probably it might might have felt longer to me because I went in like knowing like, "Oh, I'm already late." <laughs> like, this, uh, like I got you're three like hours. Waiting so for it. <laughs> you already feel There's... pressed for time. Right. There's also the fact that TJ and I have gone to film school and I've sat through far shorter movies that have felt far longer. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> Artemis, Artemis Fowl laborious. felt like five hours. So oh, Artemis yes. Fowl took forever. This felt shorter. This felt shorter to me than Artemis. Yes, Fowl it did. did. That is true. Um, okay. We did talk a little bit about uh, when we were talking about well, while we were watching it, how he is supposed to be like twenty something, and he is definitely uh-huh. not twenty something. No. I honestly oh, thought it worked Gibson. better towards the end that he what he did look older because that like legend of him, like they're all like talking about him. But sure. I honestly feel like in that beginning part, especially like the romance scene when he secretly gets married, 
They should have just had a younger person because they have his have, have him as a kid. They should have just cast like a younger version of him at that point, and then like switched to Mel Gibson and had like or, him like, being older. Had him get a beard or something. Oh, it's my same yeah. complaint with The Witcher. Where I, well, I like, saw that I, Mel Gibson want, refused to grow a beard for it. Oh, really? So, Which well, is funny because he's also the director, so it's like I guess that was his vision. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so Mel. Mel was going to be director for this movie, and right. he kept trying to get it financed, and he kept taking it to Paramount, and he didn't want to act in it. And Paramount was like, we will give you so much fucking money to make this, but you have to be the star. And he was like, I'm way too old. And they were like, how about a couple more million dollars? Like, I could do that. <laughs> but why not cast someone else? You know what I mean? Like, cause he's you like, might do a part. time jump when for he's that like, part. Yeah, yeah, throwing the stones at her, and he's like acting all cute and stuff. And I was like, you're too old for this. This should be someone His veins are popping out of his arms. The furrow been... brow is going. Yeah. It could, it could all very come... well have been a thing that they tested and it maybe it didn't test well yeah. or something. Uh, it could all yeah. come down to the studio being like, we want him as much as possible. a certain amount of percentage right. of the film. Right. The screen time, because if we're chucking this many millions of dollars for him, you know, to the, be this many points above the line for and this fucking movie. 1995, as I could tell many times while watching this movie 1995 Mel Gibson is very different than 2020 Mel Gibson yes yes quite <laughs> well and and it's it, like when you are like the lead actor and the director and does he have producing credits on it he's yes. probably got a yeah, so. producer yeah. credit so like when you have that many points and the rental costs four dollars Mel Gibson gets fifteen dollars like I don't, I don't know how that works, but like that's that's like when you're involved in that many high points on one movie that gets like three Oscars and is like like a cultural like got, tentpole thing. He got Fuck. best picture, best director. Like he got the yeah. two big ones. And if we do Shit. the math right here, all four of us rented it separately, watched it. He yeah. made a lot of money today, right, guys? That's what happened. Yeah, yeah. we all <laughs> paid sure gave money to we all legendary we all, humanitarian Mel Gibson. We all, we all contributed to Mel Gibson <laughs> yep. today, legally. 100%, yes. Uh, I gave him 110% money. above board, yes. Uh, so yeah, I, I wanted to pick uh, like another history one. Uh, you know, uh, I did uh, Death of Stalin, um, right. and that was a lot of fun. Um, and when I found out that you hadn't seen it, and you've, you've kind of now been through this like crucible of like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, and this was this was a a, a seminal film for a, a younger Tej in getting into that kind of stuff. So I was I was happy to do that. Um, uh, I also need to have a very frank conversation about the, the you know, uh, historical movies. I guess in that, like, I'm I'm not I'm not igno- ignorant of the fact that a narrative has to be crafted and the narrative has to has to take precedent over any anything because it, for a salient product to be coming at the end of the thing, you know, whether that warrants a based on a true story tag at the beginning of your fucking movie. You know, is is up for debate, but I'm I'm Did never going to pretend. This one no, didn't it's before but that. But if you look into thing. it, like oh. the the guy who wrote it is like William Wallace's fucking you know mm-hmm. great 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 grandson, and if you talk to anybody who's cognizant of their Scottish background, there's somebody's fucking cousin. Mm-hmm. So right. it it really doesn't matter. <laughs> but but I think there's yeah. a big difference in like historical movies like this knowing how historically accurate it is. Mm-hmm. Like, if you... 
I wouldn't show this to like a high school class to be like, here's which the history. Which was done to me. Which was for the record. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this shouldn't be. Something like no. Schindler's List, that's accurate. That's oh, something you can use as a teaching tool, and they like yeah. put that into like the education. Andy's like, favorite form. movie. Yeah. All no the you're bringing it up now. All <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> I did not contribute to that. I did not contribute to that. I want to be cleared of charges. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like this is... You can understand... You can appreciate that this is like an entertaining and well-made movie and completely know, and know that it's like probably five percent true other than these that's, people existed that is, yeah that is being very generous well, it's like the most I, I looked it up it was like the most they really know about william wallace is like it's agreed upon about one paragraph of information about his entire life other Just than about. that it's all story yep so it's he like was, yeah there's, there's he, uh, four he, sentences you can you can expound Yep, lesser Whatever son of a lesser lord. Uh, you know, he was educated. So, like, it's funny because the stuff that would automatically be, like, a red flag for me for, like, being a stupid show-off-y, like, bullshit thing of, like, well, of course he speaks fucking six languages. It's like, <laughs> actually, that makes a load of sense if he yeah. was, like, a, a like a noble guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the same thing where you talk about, like, you know, like, the, the Bruce being like, ah, I hate Longshanks, and it's just like, well, he actually might have developed that hatred because he was, like, a bachelor at his court for a number of years, and, mm-hmm. like, you know, his dad was consistently shit on by him. But they still had, like, a lot of ties and a lot of lands in northern England. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's the whole bit that was portrayed. But, like, it was supposed to be like, oh, look at these, look at these lily-livered lowlanders. Uh, look, at, <laughs> right. look at them in bed with the king. It's just like, that's... Yeah, that's actually more from, like, you know, right of conquest and shit, because, like, Scottish raiders, like, just kept beating the shit out of them for so many years, that they <laughs> yeah. just gave them a bunch of land and told them to stop. Um, and I, so, yeah, there's a lot of characterization uh, that is roughly, roughly hewn into something that resembles maybe a caricature of what that person might have been like. Mm-hmm. But you look at details like the Princess of Wales at the time would have been fucking 11 years old yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so that wouldn't make a great love subplot would it you know so like obviously fucking change that or make it somebody else or whatever it's like you know was edward the yeah. second like you know uh an unprepared monarch absolutely was he like it was he gay also probably true you know but you know like making him this like wilting violet like he literally like will like he reminded me of the prince in the monty python that's exactly what i was yeah. gonna say yes. he reminded me yes. exactly of that guy <laughs> waiting to get rescued yeah yep. and and so that's you know part of this whole bigger picture of of what the nationalism in film is doing you know this is not a film made by scottish people about scottish history this is a film made by an australian american who is maybe descended from scottish people like the guy who wrote it it claims to be and and so that's from that particular perspective of like oh this is our rebel heritage or whatever that's been amplified by this like americanization of this thing in in the bones of it is this is this the scottish free birth is there a leonard skinner moment (laughs) yes 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 raymond raymond fucking beautiful yes 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 
if a simple man could have started playing on any slow motion of a charge uh, in this movie, <laughs> so and much slow motion, motion and all movie. everybody would have done was cheered in the theater. <laughs> God. I was just going to add, famously directed by a man who's extremely tolerant for other cultures and races. Yes. And, oh, 100%. And oh, yeah. He's known for it. Yeah. What a great guy. Well, and that's not even really at play here. That I guess that's more uh, if we're having a conversation about Apocalypto and the yeah. various, like, you know, big, bigger anthropological theories surrounding, like, a lot of that, like, white man's burden bullshit. Anyway. I did, uh, I did read <laughs> that, like, it was kind of, there were a lot of people that were calling it out when this movie was, like, winning Best Picture, and it was a very successful film for Paramount. And... So when it came out, there was a lot of people that were like, I don't think this is, like, accurate at all. And a lot of the marketing was, like, the true story. Like, they Ugh, marketed it right. as the no. real true story. And so, like, a lot of people were like, uh, yeah, this isn't very true. And, like, a bunch of Scottish people were really mad about the portrayal of Robert the Bruce. Randall right. Wallace. Randall Wallace uh-huh. is the guy. And, and Mel Gibson was asked, like, a lot about that. And basically his attitude towards it was, like, shut the hell up, nerd. <laughs> yeah well yeah. and that's really really funny because um so the um the youtube channel that i um that i had watched originally that pointed out most of these flaws because i it had been enshrined in my mind as like good trash but i didn't know just how trash it was like historically speaking until i watched this guy's video um he's got a channel called history buffs and it's about historical movies um and uh that was also helpful for the death of stalin episode um and so he was talking about like the the pretty glaring hypocrisy in that like though so this is the first project that Randall Wallace and Mel Gibson worked on, but they also did We Were Soldiers together. Oh, shit. Uh. And he also wrote that. And if you look at the behind the scenes on that, and compare them to the behind of the scenes for Braveheart, Braveheart he's talking about like this is like the like the mythologized stuff of it. Like I'm I'm not here to like really like write you know put a put a textbook on the on the film like you know this is this is my family's legacy and blah 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 on the stories and you know the, the art of storytelling and blah 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 and then you look at it on we were soldiers it's like we interviewed every gas station attendant that these guys worked for when they had a summer job when they were 16 before they went off to nam to know what they were really like and <laughs> like talking about like the excruciating level of research got that got put into this movie about the vietnam war that ends up still just being like chest thumpy fucking trash <laughs> and like that's one so i had to like, watch in school yeah so like that that it's like you you cannot have that both ways really you know like in earnest and shut the fuck up nerd is a totally valid leg to stand on but you gotta keep standing on that leg right <laughs> it, it's like in a similar have you guys ever heard about um mark Wahlberg? uh for like I've heard a, of good, him. a good portion of his career when he was making like the tim burton planet of the apes and then he went on and did the the M. night Shyamalan movie the happening like uh-huh. there are interviews out there about him saying like how much he hates his character because he's a nerd and then you watch those yep. movies you can like tell <laughs> he said that he wants to beat up his character in the happening because he's such a nerd <laughs> and it, it's that sort of like <laughs> i just find that really funny that like you can tell like the kind of person that's just like this is so fucking stupid i want to beat the hell out of this <laughs> that's the same sort of energy i get from mel gibson sometimes <laughs> holy fuck that's amazing <laughs> 
And if you watch God. the happening, you can tell how much he just fucking hates being. He do, he phones it in so much. He finishes a line reading and wants to punch himself. His, his agent was like, "It will be good for your career to be in an M Night Shyamalan movie." And then when they told him he was a scientist, he's like, "Are you fucking kidding me? A nerd? I gotta be a, I gotta be a fucking nerd. I'm a nerd? I wanna beat this guy's ass." <laughs> <laughs> Can't I play the wind? <laughs> to kill him? <laughs> yeah, I want to be the thing that fucking kills him. Yeah. His fatal flaw is that he couldn't punch the wind at the end of that movie. <laughs> it's, it's, then he would have been like, the real hero. It's like, it's like the same level of checked out that like Brando has because he's doing stupid movies, but that's because he knows like Stanislavski personally. And then, like, but this is Mark Wahlberg because he doesn't want to be a nerd. <laughs> well, like, and then, like, when he did Planet of the Apes, apparently they were, like, he didn't read the script. He was like, I'm not going to read that shit. That's that's nerd shit. I want to work <laughs> that's with nerd shit. I want to work with Tim Burton. who like, I want to be, yeah, I want to be a skeleton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who, like, at that point had already, like, checked out from that movie. So it was just, like, a bad. It was just a bad experience for him. Another Two about husks Mark of people. <laughs> Good old Marky Mark. Sorry for that tangent. I just <laughs> that great. sort of notion of wanting to beat the shit out of nerds <laughs> always oh, pops into my God. head. It was its own little island of Doctor Moreau. I yeah. suppose. you know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I get uh, 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 Raymond. Uh, you you had seen the film mm-hmm. before. So upon revisiting it with your adult eyes. What what did what did what did you make of it? And and I'll 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 throw some history jargon at you in a sure. little bit, but like I'll I'll ruin some things. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm not worried about that in the slightest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'll say watching this as an adult really uh, hits different, as they say. <laughs> Where like it's it's different. It, it's it's the it's the exact movie I thought it was when I was a teenager, but it's like viewing it through a different lens now. It's like. Oh, okay. Like the character, I have definitely understand the uh, people's dislike of uh, the characterization of Robert the Bruce because it's literally like once they win that. I don't remember the name of the, the battle at like an hour and a half in where he gives the speech. That's that, Battle of Sterling. Battle yeah. of Sterling. After that, it becomes like two thirds of the story. After that point, is Robert the Bruce's story, and it's him like flipping back and forth, and William Wallace just becomes like the mythological mythological aspect of it Mm -hmm. he's like i don't know what to do and so for him to like go back and forth only to end on being the the cause of wallace's death and then the end of it goes back to being like oh yeah but i'm a real hero now for robert Mm -hmm. the bruce because of that i was like man what a way to end the movie (laughs) (laughs) it's a you know it's 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 got its place i think this it was still entertaining to watch but i'm not the biggest fan of historical um, retellings, like the big war epic kind of deals. Like I, I watched them. I, I like this one well enough, but it's not one that I would sit down or rewatch very often. Which I haven't seen it in a decade, so that was <laughs> it, it. Wasn't my uh, choosing to have done it, but I, I'm glad I got to view it with fresher eyes because it, it solidifies the things I liked about it. But seeing seeing it all together again. For me, it didn't quite. I get why it would have won Best Picture, but I, for me, it's not. It's not up there in the echelon of, of best movies for me. Mm. Right. All right, uh, Andy, you'd seen part of it. 
You didn't, you didn't think I that you'd seen, seen the whole thing? I, I had definitely had not seen the whole thing. I had seen, okay. like, parts of the battle scenes and the big the big speech part. And then I had also seen the... I had seen clips of the end where right. he's getting his shit rocked. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I had known that it was kind of a big, huge deal. It won Best Picture and stuff like that. And basically, I was just kept putting it off because I grew up in an era where Mel Gibson is not an enjoyable figure. <laughs> right. So I was—I never really had like a huge incentive to go back and watch it, but I'm glad I did. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I—I I always find myself being like, man, I don't want to go watch like a historical retelling, like Raymond said. But I always right. find when I am watching them that I enjoy them more than I'm anticipating to. And that's definitely something that I found with this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Samwise, the uninitiated, <laughs> now, now you've had, now you've had it. You've had your experience with Braveheart. What do you make of it? If only this was a visual medium, everyone could see just the blue paint on my face. No, <laughs> oh, it's made such a deep impact. I just this is my number one favorite movie now. No, um, that was my num- That was my favorite error in the whole movie. <laughs> the I'll blue get paint. Into it. Yeah, good. Uh, I I kind of in the same spot as Andy with that. I really did enjoy watching it. Um, and then I'm in the same with Raymond that it might be a, a decade before I see it again. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I think the. Like, like when the battles start happening and it really picks up, that's when I was really starting to enjoy it. I think getting to that point, I was like, some of this doesn't seem super necessary. I get where they're building the character and stuff like that, but and then yeah, when then I was rocked a little bit when I was like, I'm only halfway through this movie and I still got so much to go through. Um, yeah. But overall, I, yeah, I liked how it was shot. In like you guys said, I, I get why it won the awards that it did because how it was shot, the story how they did some of the stuff and how they were able to tell it. Um, and I did not know that he, that happened, that he died at the end. I didn't know that that's what happened. So that was kind of, Oh a, shit. That was kind of a cool thing. For, I was like, Oh, okay. This is how they're going to, he's going to go out like that. I was like, I thought that was a cool way to do it. Cause like, you're like, Oh man, he's like, cause everyone just uses Braveheart. It's like, yeah, manly. Yeah. But then like he dies at the end. So like, that's That's cool. That like, that's how that ends. It's not him going on and being a legend and that's just how it ends. So I thought that was kind of a, cool way to um end it too um i liked all the people it'd beca- yeah it'd, it'd be kind of lame if it was like him like charging to simple man right yeah and and <laughs> some and say he's text- still out there <laughs> <laughs> they would have the fucking balls to do that too but like but no if it was like just like some say he's like, still out there to this, to this day <laughs> yeah He's still out there in them forests. <laughs> yeah, but if they had just, like, faded in, like, the yada, yada, yada of, like, oh, eventually he was apprehended and then ripped into 50 pieces. <laughs> yeah. Like, ah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was you know? cool that they showed it. Yeah. Showed that. I thought it was interesting some of the things that they decided to just um, say. Like, I thought it was really interesting they decided for her to be told, the, the uh, queen to be told about him his like gr- the graves being desecrated and him fighting uh-huh. for it instead of showing that so i felt like that was such a like that would be such a huge thing for him to have to go through and they just like tell her about it instead and i was like i feel like that's more of an important thing to show than some of the other things they decided to show um but did uh, would that have included uh, somebody getting an axe in their face because that's gonna have priority <laughs> that's true <laughs> 
Um, but then, yeah, like uh, I really liked all the actors that were in it. It was cool. That's always fun when you watch older movies. Like, oh, that's that guy from that. And it, so that was fun to do was, that, too. And, it was halfway through the movie before I realized that um, Brendan Gleeson was Hamish. What? Yeah, what? Right. I knew right away. I was like, oh, yeah. the boy Mad-Eye. <laughs> um, well, and uh, the, the, the buddy from work that I was watching it with uh, was a Sons of Anarchy guy and recognized... Um, Oh, what's the guy? Tommy Flanagan, I think. Um, he's oh. the one whose wife gets prima nocta in oh, the beginning. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, and then prima Gle- nocta, <laughs> which was not a fucking thing, no. but we'll get it. Absolutely not a thing. <laughs> uh, Gleason's father was uh, the guy from Game of Thrones. The yep, the bear. Jorah yeah. Mormont, yep. the original yep. bear Lord commander. Yep. So that was cool. Um, you, trying to think of anybody guys... else that I was excited to see, but well. Uh, Tj and I were talking about the the guy who plays the king, Longshanks. Uh, oh right, yes, Patrick yep. McGowan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he he's McGooey gooey. He's awesome. As, he's fucking amazing. He's like perfect at playing, you know, the slimy, conniving, villain. And then he just gets he's, sick and dies. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no, hey, kill him. Get his head cut off. <laughs> well, and and I t- I was saying my favorite quote before we started. It's like the problem with Scotland. There's too many Scots, <laughs> and then just like pittering laughter. Now, titter, 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 oh, titter, titter. Do you titter. know who was going <laughs> to play that character originally and passed? Uh uh-uh. uh Oh, who? Sean Connery. Oh. Yeah, they asked him well, to. Well, yeah, no, he else, wouldn't. Right? He would not do. Th- I feel like he's such a Scottish guy. He would say no fucking. Yeah, way why wouldn't he be on the other side? Like, he should have been. He should have been William Wallace. He should have been Robert the Bruce's dad. He should have been the elder Bruce. Oh. He passed because he was already currently filming the movie Just Cuz. Well. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've heard of that would, If you had said Medicine Man, then I would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> Let me live in that world. Uh, um, so, yeah, the, the kind of, like, the, the more glaring inaccuracies, uh, first and foremost, the year that they say in the first six titles of the fucking movie years you know, don't that's mean. that's the first that's the first one i guess years don't we can count get wrong. when that's that old no just uh, some year or other whatever uh, the the big ones are like uh like the blue face paint thing was a pictish thing which were like the indigenous people that fought the romans about uh, over a thousand years before the events taking place Oof. uh so that wasn't a and thing. And they decided really. to do it again. It, it traveled yeah. on. Why not? Throwback! Yeah! Yeah, yeah great. Anyway. I will defend uh, everything that you have to say. <laughs> everything, because it was so good. Um, the depiction of Longshanks is like a, a mean son bitch. It was like real, real true. Like, like his nickname was the Hammer of the Scots. Like but His name's already Longshanks. <laughs> well, a Longshanks because he was a tall man, like very big for his for the time I guess for the he was 1300s. like yeah it, well I mean he was over six feet tall so he's a right. yeah, he's a big big fucker and then he's also like one of the more brutal military commanders of English history mm. so like there's a lot that yeah. have been pretty bad so like <laughs> he's he's up there uh, but I mean the nickname Hammer of the Scots comes from like just thumping someone so fucking hard that like through it reverberates through history like uh, like imagine like a mario kart game where i beat you so i lap you six times and then i'm just the hammer of the sammies for like the rest of eternity no. like, some stay well, still on rainbow road <laughs> to this day some stay just hammered away yeah some stay and we'll come back to lead one day <laughs> 
Look but, out for uh, that shell. Uh, also, like, there's there's a thing with um, the whole like, uh, like, oh, you know, all I want to do is like, settle down and you know, raise some crops and maybe a family. Is this you know, brave? like that that whole that whole bullshit. It, yeah, I mean, the, the whole thing actually goes back to like an old Roman ideal. There was a figure called Cincinnatus. Um, who was appointed dictator back in like the early Republic of Rome? Cincinnati. Um, who was like a farmer guy who like led Rome to a great victory and then went back to farming afterwards. Like it was supposed to like represent this like citizen soldier farmer thing of like I'm just a plain and simple plain spoken man and I'm gonna defend my territory and I'll wield absolute total power of life and death over literally millions of people for a little while then i'm gonna get back to my cabbages <laughs> and so like that virtue of like selfless simple you know uh, devoted to your country all these things that's an old roman ideal that's kind of been passed through as a virtue through this whole thing and so like that whole bit with william wallace was a crock of shit <laughs> because he was like a lesser son of a like a lesser lord who probably would have loved to like marry a daughter of some guy who was, had lands that he could inherit or whatever like he didn't give a fuck about farms and all that but he shit. fell in love like, and he got to not... see her titties <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i want what came first the naked <laughs> writing them being her being naked or him being cast as the main person? Which one came Boy, first? <laughs> I don't know. Because they don't really show his whole body, do they? Well, yeah. except for the part where she's, like, robing. Well, I'm just saying, face. like, did he write in the naked scene once he knew oh, he was the main person? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> or is it, like, a Tommy Wiseau thing? I don't yeah. know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it uh, overall, it like, again, it's it's great trash. But it, it is it is in the same vein and not more egregious than any of your American snipers or, or, Wait, you or your... <laughs> or, or whatever, you know, like, based on a true story. Your, I mean, your I'm, gl- I'm glad survivors. it didn't say that. I mean, they could they could go off and be like, wasn't based on a true story. Well, what they are you talking about? They don't, they don't really have to, though, because, like, the the beginning narration is goes, like, some would say that I am a liar. And it's just like, oh, oh, okay, you know, like, we're supposed to say that if anybody says that anything that I say isn't true, it's because they're an English-loving, you know, piece of mm. shit. It's, it's not because I'm completely making all of this fucking <laughs> bullshit up <laughs> and then the ending nar- at the ending the narrator is revealed to be fucking robert the bruce yeah so as the audience is like joe bag of donuts goes like oh well the king said that he did all this stuff so it's got to be true <laughs> and so <laughs> that's the problem that's that's the main thing and it's it's not just americans though like there's a statue in scotland of mel gibson as as william oh. wallace oh, like cool so they, the they were fuck? the depiction was good then because that came first. <laughs> I guess. I mean, like, I would be more more supportive of, like, a statue of Robin Hood a la Kevin Costner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be kind of fun. You know? But, yeah, that's that's the main problem that I have when people have the takeaway that this is actually how it fucking worked out. When it is, in in all all reality, really not like this at all. And what it, what it ends up engendering in a culture is the ability to like make real life people into stormtroopers 
where they are like cartoonishly evil and all they do is kick puppies and there's not one good person among them they're all all they're doing is like taking pleasure in William Wallace's torture and pain up to a point where they're right. just like oh we'll give up and then we can chop your head off and move to the next guy please <laughs> which is the extent of their humanity as a culture yeah. apparently like, oh, this is, and this all they're anymore. good for is like that very either, much reminiscent they, for me for Passion of the Christ <laughs> yeah, yeah. it seemed it, like he basically copied that himself which sure but you yeah. know and I'm was... not saying that and like I said I'm not saying that this is beyond the pale for that kind of brand of movie like even right. something like Outlaw King which I think handles this very subject much better right it's like right after the events of Braveheart right Yes, it, it yeah. yes, it's 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 from the perspective of, of Robert the Bruce, uh, uh, played by uh, Chris Pine. And he's under While you still have to do, he does thundergun. Thank you. <laughs> keeping it keeping it going. Uh, he uh, and, and that still does a bunch of stupid shit that it doesn't need to do in the name of like making the English look big and bad and scary and this big faceless evil that is just comes around to subjugate things, mm-hmm. which is. An interpretation of what they did, I guess. You know, but you know, the the more stalwart historian in me goes like, every single person that is involved in a battle is is basically there because it's a job. Like they don't give a fuck about like borders or like politics or your, your religion mm-hmm. ostensibly. Like during this whole thing, and they touch on like, that a little well, bit. Like that the guys are like, "This, what's the point of this? I'm gonna leave." That like that happens in the movie a couple times. Well, absolutely, yeah. And I, what I what I'm saying is that at the end of the day trying to turn it into a chest thumpy thing is like oh, really yeah. weird when there when in the pursuit of that chest thumpy thing you have to make an entire group of people look subhuman to make, get your point across and like if that was like if that was like punching down where it was like a movie about the english coming in to subjugate these like dirty scots or whatever it would be like what the fuck <laughs> like like you'd have to really play up the scots doing the raid on york and that being a bunch of innocent people being like put to the torch or whatever right. to justify mm-hmm. the hammer but it wasn't it was, they only the were taking out the soldiers and all that stuff Right, yeah. yeah, you don't you don't see the bits where, like, Scottish guys are, like, fucking raping and pillaging through the whole thing because that wouldn't be on brand for the, yeah. like, righteous revolution. Right. Totally. So that's the, those are, like, the two big problems that I have with this kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I'm glad that I had the chance to address it here <laughs> um, to three people that give a shit. <laughs> I did have a question for Kinda. Andy, and maybe, maybe I just need to, since we're talking about the battles... Um, Maybe I just need to go to a like Civil War reenactment. But how do they choreograph like people that are fighting in the background? Like, do they just say fight each other, or do they actually decide like you are going to die and you're going to die? Like, how do they do that? How do they do big battles like that when it's all people there fighting? They have people who are specifically like doing fight choreography, and so okay. like a lot of a lot of these people are like trained to do just like generic fight moves. Yeah. And that's what I was because well, then there's like close-ups of people getting killed but that's is that shot specifically cheated. it's cheating right? yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah well and that's the whole thing is like that guy costs you know like fucking 500 bucks a day and the extras that you have cost like you know the meals <laughs> so like you know you're you're gonna you're gonna cheat that guy being the guy that gets like hit in the face with a fucking club or whatever like 10 times yeah and then you're gonna steadily you know get less professional the wider you go because it doesn't matter near as much. Yeah. Your focus is. That's what I. But that's what so, I was wondering. Because like, if yeah. I was one of those guys, like, am I? Do I know that I'm going to die, or am I just out there like winging it? <laughs> <laughs> I, there, it's actually probably a thing that's like handed down to like a lesser department. 
like like in the in, down the down the tree of the of the AD department somebody will come tell you what to do yeah. because what people will do uh, like that will try and like wiggle their way into getting a day's mm-hmm. worth of SAG wages is that they will like try and talk to the director and get direction from the director mm-hmm. and then they can go um, I got direction from the director, so I actually get a uh, SAG union wage for today. Thank you very much. Uh, and then they go like, "You fucker, goddamn it!" So that's that's probably something that gets bought down through the walkie chain or whatever goes. Like, all right, go tell that group of dudes that three of these guys are gonna die and three of these. Oh guys man, I'd hate like ready to fight on the day and like they they come up and hand me an envelope and they're like, "This is you either live or die." <laughs> I open it and I'm dead. I gotta die out there. God. That'd be kind Dang. of a fun way to do it, though. <laughs> like, nobody knows until they go there. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, that's how. Cool. And it, I mean, anybody, yeah. like we talked about, like, this is so, like, Game of Thrones is so much, like, taken from this. Like, it's so apparent that, like, a lot of that stuff, like, the, especially the Battle of the Bastards, like, the fight there and how it's a lot like this. I thought that was cool, like, seeing that this is. I don't know. Is this the first big movie that's done a fight like wars fight like this? No, no. I mean, like there were like precedents like Waterloo, um, which like rented the Red Army for a while, so they had like twenty five thousand dudes that okay. they could like boss around. <laughs> so like that's insane. Well, but I mean, uh, like know, so... sword and shield. Um, Shit. Hey, again, there's the, oh, yeah, okay. there's like the era of like those '50s ones where they legit had like a if you had a coliseum or whatever, like the big wide of it or whatever was probably like a matte painting. But when you got in there, you had like 300 fucking idiots in there. <laughs> like that's that was the it, thing. That they as did brutal as this was, or brutal? No, no that, that's no, what I'm saying. Is this groundbreaking for being like for violence? Yeah, and brutal I, fighting. And I think it also was one of the... They weren't considered, like, prestige films, either. They were, like... Anymore. Yeah, I mean, they had probably... They had used used to have been... Been Ben-Hur and shit like that used to be. Right. But in, like, 1995, Hollywood was all about, like, Miramax and Tarantino. This is definitely a movie that feels like it's from a different era. Well, it was that, or it was, like, The Matrix, or, Mm -hmm. like, that kind of shit. You know. Right. Hackers. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I was looking at what this movie was up against for Yeah, I, I wanted to know that too. And I I think I would agree that Braveheart is an okay choice. Because this is back when Best Picture was, it was only five movies. You could only have five wow. movies for, for those slots. So it was Braveheart. It wouldn't have made my fucking cut. <laughs> is Braveheart, Apollo 13, uh-huh. uh, Il Postino, The Postman. Ang Lee's Sense and Sensibility, and what should have won, Babe. <laughs> babe? Oh, come on. And what? Actually, yeah, no, that's easy. That's a, easy. A lot of people, that was the, people were like, it's either going to be Babe or Braveheart. Wow. That's amazing. And there was up for Best Picture? Oh, man. That'd be some personal strife, too, because, like, George Miller and Mel Gibson, they kind of both took off together. When that movie... And yeah. I always fucking forget that George Miller directed... <laughs> he did not. Well, he... Uh, didn't he? He, he? he did not. Did. He did, but he did not have credit, because he had... Right. They were not going to let him... They didn't want to let him direct something after Lorenzo's Oil, because that was such a big flop. And so, what? and so George, but it was like his idea. He came up with it. He had like the rights to the story. So he had, this like, was his Trumbo. He had, what? he had like a protege <laughs> that, that did direct the movie. And he was like there for all of the, 
the things and then apparently like oh. was in the editing okay. room and so for all intents and purposes he did direct it he just didn't get the right. credit and then that guy got a best directing nomination for babe and basically oh. was like yeah fuck george miller i got a best directing nomination for my <laughs> oh, first movie God damn it. and so then george miller, babe. george miller was like very salty about it and, and uh, well hollywood was like you're you're a bad sport george and it was like no but he was probably pretty like correct well that's that. why he made babe too he's like this is my vision and it's insane gonna be dark. <laughs> i need to revisit babe now with the babe and babe the, 2 are in the idea pairing. that Apparently it's an oscar him, yeah. nominated movie i did not know yeah. that yeah, yeah. Like a lot it's of really it's very confidently put together wow yeah, thank you very much it's babe is very good yeah holy shit i still get why that's a lot of context i did not have yeah i just thought he directed it. <laughs> never mind a couple... wow he fucking that wow he got lost in translation what the fuck? <laughs> and apparently um <laughs> so mel gibson was making ransom with um ron howard when the nominations were announced mm-hmm. and so both braveheart and apollo 13 were announced as as best picture runners on like the day and apparently mel gibson is like a very big jokester prankster and stuff on set so apparently he showed up to set with a with a cake that he had brought for the whole thing that had screen printed all of the scotsmen showing their ass and said my movie has the better moonshot <laughs> ah, see, that's pretty fun. Yeah. See, he's a great guy. Great, that's so funny. What a great guy. Always forgiven. The most insane piece of trivia that I learned that I cannot even imagine is apparently, oh apparently while filming all these scenes, all the stories, and I don't know if this is bullshit or just like people no, talking. Andy, talking you, have to, you have to start with the narration of this movie. Like, some say it's a lie. They <laughs> say that I am a liar. But there are a lot of stories about how Mel Gibson was like a jokey, funny motherfucker on this set. Like, they would go from filming like brutal scenes and then he would come out and like joke with everyone as soon as it like came out of character. As <laughs> And apparently he would just direct several scenes in an Elmer Fudd voice. No one knew why he would just mm. go into Elmer Fudd for, like, a whole day. And people were like, oh, that Mel's very funny. See, that, that sounds incredibly true to me because it's it speaks to someone who thinks they're funny, and the uh-huh. joke is really for them and them only, so I believe that. And then <laughs> apparently... And he and won the, for director? He won yeah. for best director. Was it because yeah. of the Elmer Fudd? I Probably. think it's because yeah, it, that's a performance than a performance. I would really. get you would get a better performance out of me if he was doing an Elmer Fudd accent. <laughs> oh yeah, and if he came up and he kind of tickled your belly, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh Mel. <laughs> also, apparently during the funeral scenes, he like got everybody all worked up, so everybody was crying, and then the second they were done, he was like, "All right, shut the hell up, you pussies," <laughs> <laughs> like wouldn't give everybody a hard time. See, that's kind of fun. Yeah. See, that sounds that sounds kind of fun. Also yeah, given, and then you right? pair that with his his off-screen activities, where he hopes that bad things happen. Yeah, to we you should just kept by him packs of N-words. <laughs> you know? Look, the whole I didn't time. say I wanted to marry the guy. <laughs> I just said he sounds kind of fun to be a boss. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know about that, DJ. <laughs> I'm sure he's got some stories to tell you about the Holocaust. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> You guys remember? All right, all right, I'm done pretending. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember when he made Hacksaw Ridge and for like five minutes Hollywood like forgot everything bad he did and was like, maybe yes, that's every him... movie he does. Maybe that's we should dumb, let him direct Suicide movie, Squad too. He was <gasps> that was happening now. No, no, that's James Gunn. He was Gunn. in the running until they oh, got James sure. Gunn. I did not know that. 
That is insane to me. Because that's not like even the kind of movie story. he would make. Yes. All he's like interested in doing is like incredibly brutal, based on truth. That's what I was going to ask. Has he done movies. anything that's not historic? Partially, maybe. Historic? Is, 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 yeah. A, a history movie? Has he done anything that isn't that? I mean, like directed? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Did he direct The Beaver? No, that, that, no that's, that's Jodie Jody Foster, Foster specifically. That's historically accurate. Oh, hold on. Yes. <laughs> Give me because I, I, I as we were talking, I was like, oh yeah, he's done. I mean, like yeah, Apocalyptico. He's done some other stuff, which I don't, I don't know, know if you what, count yeah, that. Or, I don't know what else he's directed. But yeah, a lot he, of the stuff he's he directed The Man Without a Face in 1993. I don't know what that which, is. Didn't see that one. Uh, is that history? History? Uh, history? No, doesn't. That's that, his, that his story. story. That's Mel's story. <laughs> no, that doesn't look like it. But then he did Braveheart. Passion mm-hmm. of the Christ, yeah. Apocalypto, yep. Axel okay. Ridge. Oh, oh, that's okay. it? Oh, okay, so, so that, yeah. basically... So, yeah, actually, just ba- except for Man Without a Face, which I don't know... What if I you said that confirm. he did uh, the Soldiers movie? Axel Oh, I guess he didn't he direct, didn't direct it. it. He was uh, in it. But he, is the... but he was probably yeah, EP on it. Yeah. At that he, point he, in his he career, he's probably too, got right? a, quite a role in it. Yeah, he's the main character in that. Yeah, that being said, Raymond... Mm-hmm. You're right. That is an insane thing for them to be like Mel Gibson. That's our guy for Suicide Squad too. You know right. how hard I would watch a Suicide Squad too that was directed by Mel Gibson. Ugh. Yeah. Do you know yeah, how bad? How curious I am to see. Do you how think the he would the problem. Would turn out? Do you think he would Holy still try shit. to make it like historic, like <laughs> like based in history? <laughs> oh what would you try and recreate? What event would you try and recreate and swap out the entire cast? I don't know. You would probably probably like squad. fake 9/11. Like, I don't know. Man, fucking JFK assassination came to mind for right me. There, yeah, yeah, so. Top, yeah, so. Sad news, Adam. Fucking dead shot on the grassy knoll. Come oh, on, <laughs> it writes itself. Sad. She writes itself. Sad news out of Hollywood today, where uh, famed actor Jared Leto was murdered by director Mel Gibson when he accidentally pulled a prank on him on set. Mel Gibson got scared and punched him to death. <laughs> and as he punched him, he no. said, I'm the one that does pranks. It'd be more funny He, like, if, brings him like, a dead he... rat and Mel Gibson just beats his face to a pulp. God. Or, no, it'd be more funny if he, like, thought it'd be a really funny prank on Will Smith to put a live round in the gun. Oh. <laughs> the <children>. Gotcha. <laughs> like, that's, 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 that's the Mel we know. The funny yeah. joke is that Jared Leto would be in Suicide Squad 2. <laughs> that's not, that would, that's not happening. If he heard Mel Gibson was driving, oh, maybe. he Bring might be back. his interest. <laughs> <laughs> That might be well. What if that was the thing? Is is like I'm gonna make you the most famous method actor of all time. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna Brandon Lee you on. Oh. I'm gonna shoot you on screen. <laughs> Going down in history, man. Oh God. Jared, live forever. Jared Leto. Jared Leto's like you don't gotta convince me. I've been hard for the last five minutes. <laughs> and then it ends with him. It's saying some say he's still out there. <laughs> <laughs> God, Jared Leto playing the Joker, playing JFK. Oh my god. Oh my god. You stare at the moon for too long and all of a sudden you just see the word damaged. <laughs> so you know he's still out there. He's still out there. <laughs> Credits. Holy shit. 
All right, well, that was Braveheart, guys. <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe it's the quarantine getting to me, but the amount of money that I would pay to sit in a theater and watch a Mel Gibson-directed Suicide Squad At this movie. point, yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, these, these tears are real. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Well. Uh, thanks, TJ. I mean, I'm glad yeah. I have finally seen that movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was worth it. Yeah. Worth those three hours. Yeah. <laughs> it now you know the like a jumping off point for a lot of these other like lesser sons of, yeah. of, of Braveheart. Mm-hmm. You know? And now um, as a history teacher, I can start the fall with uh, teaching the kids about Robert the Bruce um, accurately. Mm-hmm. Finally, yeah. So finally, <laughs> so thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Just, just like show up in a fucking tartan. And like your hair all wild or whatever, it's like, Mr. Roderick, what are you doing? It's like, I come to pick a fight. <laughs> and then you just like <laughs> Yep. <sighs> well, if you uh wanna send us any uh if if you have video of the Mel Gibson uh <laughs> if you have no. the Mel Gibson tapes and you want to send it to us, there's a couple ways you can do that. You could uh, send... you can throw them away and just pretend like you did, or you can send them directly to Raymond at our email, which is never seen any of this pod at gmail.com. Or you can publicly shame him and go over on to Twitter and send it to our Twitter page, which is at nsaotpod. Oh. We're gonna yeah. publicly shame me. That's what we're. <laughs> no, not you, man. I mean, I guess if that's effective, you know. If we if, gotta get those shame clicks. If someone sends it to you, Raymond, you have to retweet it. <laughs> yeah. That's the law. That's, that's the law. I have to timestamp it and be like, "I approve of this yep. message." At <laughs> thirty seconds in. Oh. No. Okay. No. No. Okay. Well, yep. Those are the ways. If you want to uh, request that we watch a film or just have a have a hearty conversation with us, those are the ways you can do it. Yeah. But uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of Never Seen Any of This. But uh, until then, I guess we will just ask for mercy and say bye. Bye. Freedom. 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 <laughs>